Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to um, to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... Um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor-free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. <laughs> Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys. When you realize that mainstream media has sold you a box of rocks, it's time to tune into the Kate Daly Show. America's newest addiction. The show starts now. Professor of Medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough, and I'm an internist and cardiologist and academic physician, professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine on the Baylor-Dallas campus. I think this whole pandemic from the beginning was about the vaccine. So I think all roads lead to the vaccine and what it means. There are already places in Southeast Asia and Europe, they're laying the groundwork for a compulsory vaccination. I mean compulsory, that means somebody pins you down to the ground and puts a needle in you. That's how bad stakeholders want vaccination. Listen, that's not of cost, you don't have to pay for it. It's all provided. There are people or stakeholders, they do want a needle in every arm. This needle in every arm is a very important um, uh, moniker. Why? People, hence our special guest today, uh, about why it's important to get vaccinated, why these vaccines are safe, why uh, they can still kill you, even if you are under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct about our messaging. Why uh, they can still kill you, even if you are under the age of 27. We need to be clear and direct about our messaging. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. Oh boy! So that was uh, Dr. Peter McCullough asking the question and 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 declaring that all roads lead to the vaccine. By the way, Peter McCullough is one of I think he's the most decorated, published doctor in our country. Um, and uh, what in the very beginning of COVID, he actually did not feel this way. And then all of a sudden he started realizing, oh my gosh, this is all about that vaccine. I'm so glad that he finally came out and started talking about it because uh, it means uh, something to have somebody at that caliber um, talk about it in that way. And then also that was uh, that was uh, misread uh, John, Jen Pisaki, whatever her name is. Uh, she is the uh, um, obviously at the White House uh, giving away the information that, uh, well, let me just play that again. Hold on a second. Here we go. Why uh, they can still kill you, even if you are under the age of 27. (laughs) So um, there's lots of slips like that. I don't know if people have noticed, but um, I have so many people in government slipping 
and saying things like that. Kind of like the uh, news crew that said, um, we want to youth, they, they want to euthanize you. I mean, immunize you. And a lot of slipping. It's amazing how much slipping is going on right now with that. I just wanted people to take notice. Welcome to the show. And uh, I'll have Chris Ann Hall today. And my guest, Cami uh, Boker. I'm really excited for to have you. This is going to be so good. Thank you. I, You know what? Cami, um, well, actually, before I get to you, Cami, I do need to announce three different things before I forget. Um, number one, UPU, which is Utah Parents United, is coming and they'll be here Monday night. They'll be on the show and then Monday night, uh, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Red Lion. 6 to 9 p.m. This is Utah Parents United and this is how, um, you know, uh, the parents are uniting in Utah against the masks and against all of the uh, authoritarian um school boards and so make sure on monday night red lion hotel and uh um, that'll be really good by the way i'm actually that you, you really need to attend and then the next day they're doing hurricane in cedar city and so those times are all listed on utahparentsunited.org utahparentsunited.org the other one is this saturday morning uh liberty action coalition is having a fundraiser breakfast to support the candidates they endorse for saint george city council and mayor this would be july 17th um, uh, Vernon Worthen Park, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And uh, go down there and support that. Also, Dr. Judy Mikovits is coming August 21st at 7 p.m. August 21st at 7 p.m. And that's going to be uh, Dixie Center. Um, she'll be here the night before doing a dinner. And then um, uh, this will be such a wonderful, uh, they're going to show Plandemic documentary. And this will be at the Dixie Center, August 21st, 7 p.m. And you can go to Your Health Freedom Dixie. Four words. Your Health Freedom Dixie. Dixie.com, yourhealthfreedomdixie.com. I'll put all of these links on show notes today, but I just wanted to make sure you were aware of all of these events uh, going on right now. Cami Boker, is it Bowker? Boker? Bowker. Bowker. Yeah. I always say it wrong. I'm like, like the, the name, boat. I am the name murderer, so. <laughs> I have a horrible time with names. Uh, Cammie Bowker. You know, let me, ta- let me tell you a little bit about Cammie. Um, she'll be with us on the show. Uh, us. I always speak in us. Uh, she'll be with me uh, for a little while here because I really want to talk to her about this. She's the founder and CEO of Global Education Philanthropist. And this heads up a world-class nonprofit organization that fights human trafficking through education on a global scale. And so their approach to fight uh, against child sex trafficking uh, includes prevention, awareness, extraction, advocating um, reintegration for survivors that's important too to uh, freedom and wholeness and then also providing resources worldwide to villages and communities for self-reliance education things like that and uh, she is also the executive producer of a global documentary being released this year and uh, you can go to globalep.org to sign up as a volunteer and travel and serve Um, tell us how did you get involved in this in child in the child trafficking arena oh my gosh wow Right. Yeah, right. Right. People ask me that all the time. Wait, yeah. how the how in the world? Well, I was a school teacher and for almost fifteen years. And wow. I was working on my administrative credentials and I actually taught here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've taught in Seattle, Washington. And I started my organization with the intent to build schools um, in third world countries. I was working on my STEM endorsement and my administrative credentials and thinking, oh my gosh, we are really blessed here in the States. Mm -hmm. And there's kids out there that don't have access to computers and laptops and these really cool things that we have. Um, And so I started in the country of Haiti. Um, For those of you that know Travis Sigmiller, he's our state legislator and my close friend. Him and I actually created the name Global Education Philanthropist together. That's awesome. 
by the way, he's the best. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is the best. He's really so good. I'm kind he's of partial really to him. Yeah. But I started because he gave me a connection with a school in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And my intent was I'm going to bring all my teacher friends. We're going to teach them how to, okay. you know, have vocational trades and STEM. And well, hold on. <laughs> I saw what was really going on. And wow. the place that I first went to was an area where these children in this orphanage had been trafficking victims. And I quickly went from, so much wait that a minute. Went on after the earthquake. So much. I mean, yeah. it's. And so I started doing a, I've been on uh, probably a five year long mm-hmm. research project of this monster. Um, even in my classroom, I would want to know what's going on with that child. Like, why aren't they learning? Why aren't they engaged? There's always more to the story. And so with these kids in the village, I very first started in, um, I wanted to know when I heard that they were trafficking victims, I was absolutely stunned and shocked. I didn't understand yeah. what that was. I'd never really heard of it before. And I was heartbroken that these kids had not only been orphaned, but then they had been sex trafficked and put in this orphanage and yeah. still were hungry and still mm-hmm. were things going on. And so I was like, uh-uh. So I started just researching and I went to the Dominican Republic in Haiti and tried to understand what human trafficking looks like in the Caribbean. And I worked there for a couple of years, creating relationships with law enforcement agencies, social workers, aftercare centers. Um, and it's a really comp- much more complicated issue than you might realize. Mm-hmm. And I was really, um, I ended up stopping teaching <laughs> to Jeez. stop teaching. It yeah. doesn't sound like wow. proper English, but I, I, I stopped I, teaching. She just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, because my, I like cognitively couldn't grasp the right. first world and then what they were going through. So my last year of teaching, I spent going from, Um, Washington County to Haiti and then Washington County to Dominican Republic. But when I was there, I was so interested in wondering what this monster was, how it had affected so many sweet, innocent women and children and boys and men. And um, so I really got involved in extractions and um, this like figuring out why are they going back? You know, the average victim goes back time and time again, or these kids would go to an orphanage and then they get trafficked right out again or then trafficked for organs and all of these things. And my brain was just couldn't understand it. So I knew I had to quit teaching in this first world place that which we live. And I just was over, over pretty much over my head, Mm -hmm. (laughs) way in over my head. And then I had a friend here in St. George, Utah, that her daughter was trafficked. And she called me and said, hey, um, my daughter was trafficked, and I know that you do anti-trafficking efforts. We're having a fundraiser to raise money for the extraction team that got her daughter, which mm-hmm. is a miracle. Right. And she said, ask me if I would help raise awareness. I said, absolutely. Yeah. But are you sure it happens here in America? Wait, what? Yeah. It happens here a in our town? A lot of people don't think, especially what? like in Utah, you know, is there a big problem here? So you might want to answer that. Yeah. It's honestly, after I got that first um, introduction into it happening here in Utah, to be honest, it's worse here is it really? than anywhere else because we don't talk about it because it's happening under our noses. And sometimes I say it's like there's a fire burning underneath our feet, but we can't even smell it. Jeez. We can't we can't smell the smoke. Right. We don't even know. And so fast forward to today um, with the documentary you mentioned, we're exposing the current tactics of traffickers. Mm-hmm. The digital trafficking piece is where it's at right now with COVID hitting. Um, the traffickers were calling that time, the time of the harvest. Right. They've got these kids in front of screens all day yeah. and they can get to them. You know, you have to understand some of these trafficking networks have more sophisticated technology than law enforcement. They can get to our kids and there's really sophisticated networks mm-hmm. that wake up with the intent to get to our children. And the buyers of the sex are American businessmen on average. Usually I'm not saying always, and I'm not say, mm-hmm. saying anything against American businessmen, but normally, yeah, it's American businessmen that have everything that they could possibly want. And mm-hmm. so they fly to Thailand and have sex with 13-year-old girls, 14-year-old girls. and then. But it all starts with a pornography addiction. And so I've been, as I've seen it firsthand, you know, our attorney general called me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, I have a 15-year-old daughter, a 15-year-old girl, excuse me, 
that had been, has been gang raped. Wow. There was 20 men there. Jeez. Can you please come help? Sure. Because in the anti-trafficking world, they kind of, they know that I, our organization takes that victim mm-hmm. to a safe place. And I've personally visited the aftercare centers and I actually pray about like where yeah. they should go. Right, every, right. every instance is so specific and they need to never be forgotten about and they need to have access to food mm-hmm. and shelter because if they don't within 72 hours, they're going to go back to selling their body. Right. Um, and it's just, it happens in Utah and it starts online. And so I realized piece. as a teacher, I studied the, how the brain works at Stanford University. And a few years ago, I was working with an organization that rescues kids in Asia. Mm-hmm. And culturally, it unfortunately, and as sad as it is, culturally, it was accepted for one of the children in the home to be mm-hmm. sold to work in the rice, la- the rice fields. Right. And I realized these kids don't know it until it's too late. Well, I realized our kids here are the same and we need to start showing them what the tactics are in a way that they can understand it and then they can be armed for themselves. And so I'm going to start exposing what it looks like and it starts online. Okay. Um, And lured into maybe a situation that they think is totally different by somebody they think is totally different. Absolutely. Hiding behind a a different face. And uh, um, we're going to come back. um, We have about 30 seconds, but we're going to, we're going to come back. We're going to talk with Cammie and the website is global EP. She's going to be talking specifically Utah in the next couple segments before we go into the national show. And then she'll be speaking again after Chris Ann Hall. But let me tell you, this this problem is bigger than you think. And it's uh, it's so sickening. Doesn't it just mm-hmm. make you ill? I just mm-hmm. it's just like that perpetual knot in the stomach, you know. All right. Um, we're going to come back and uh, uh, don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss this. Um I mean, there's some pretty bold things to say, so we're gonna we're gonna have to do the kind of the shock, I guess. That's where I come in, right? Okay, yeah, that's where you come in. Um, I'll be right back with Cami Boker, and uh, this is the Kate Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. mention um, Dr. Diet. Uh, make sure you get over there. Do you know they can do a free assessment on you and uh, help you to lo- finally, finally kick the weight? It wasn't until uh, I went there that I actually finally kicked the weight. And I, I don't know if it was the accountability factor. It was probably a huge part of it. I don't know if it was all the tools they had, the resources, the um, the B12 shots, the getting your, your metabolism going again. But after three kids, I'm telling you, I needed to visit <laughs> there because I would gain five lose five well uh, gain 10 lose 10 you know that kind of game so if you want to finally stop doing that just go down to dr diet 
They actually will put you on a plan that works. The accountability factor is awesome. They'll give you all the tools, appetite suppressants, whatever it takes to get you going in a different direction to, to, to actually form different habits. And they have an amazing staff. And they'll do a free body analysis on you. And you can go in for just a consultation that's free. Um, go to Dr. Diet. 628-DIET is the phone number. 628-DIET. And they're right on St. George Boulevard. You can't miss it. And they are incredible. I just highly, highly recommend them. And I recommend them off the air as well. Also, um, make sure you get over to Tropical Pool and Spa. I love it that I was able to turn down um, the, the water temp on my hot tub in these very, very hot months right now. And I can use it as a mini pool. And uh, let me just tell you, the grandkids love it. <laughs> so I, I would encourage all of you to have something so versatile in your backyard. Make sure you get over to Tropical Pool and Spa. Over 40 years experience, these are the guys that can do it. And they're amazing. Um, and they'll help you understand what, what's right for maybe your yard and maybe some ideas you haven't thought of. Even a swim spa would be amazing for exercise. Make sure that you are, are doing these things. They're, they're starting to ramp up the everybody needs to mask up and, and uh, uh, social distance and stay at home again. All of that nonsense again over a Delta variant that's ridiculous. And uh, Lambda Delta Nu, the new fraternity. Anyway, so just make sure that you uh, make your backyard someplace that you want to be in case that happens again in the fall too. And I would highly recommend Tropical Pool and Spa. I have Cami Bowker. <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong every single time, I'm sure. Cami Bowker. And uh, I just, I'm so glad you're here. Let's talk Utah um, because I, and let's talk uh, um, uh, the pornography angle too, because there's a lot going on there that's leading into the child trafficking situation. And she just blows minds when she speaks uh, about tra uh, child trafficking because she has an orga organization called uh, Global Education Philanthropist, which is globalep.org. And they are actually kind of exposing all of these kinds of issues. And even in Utah, even right? in Utah, yep. Can you imagine it happening in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> We're so naive here, but yes, yes, I can. Um, and so what, you know, the pornography angle leading into this, you might want to speak to that for just a minute before we get into Utah numbers. Yeah. So most sex um, crimes mm -hmm. are associated with pornography. Most sexual assaults okay. have a pornography the person, you know, assaulting someone else is usually addicted to pornography. Okay. Um, and we watch and see the uh, younger and younger need for sex with minors, you know, happen. Yeah. And every time they've already got a porn addiction. And unfortunately, if you have a child that's over six years old, they have seen pornography. Yeah. You don't ask if they've seen it. You say, when was the last time you saw it? Yes. Yeah. It's hard to understand because in the era that I grew up in, I didn't even hear it. the word pornography yeah. until my son was 10. Yeah, it was smutty magazines under a mattress exactly. of somebody, you know. and Some and so, creepy yeah. old uncle's barn or something weird. <laughs> right, right. No, now yeah. it comes to our children mm -hmm. in their video games. It comes right. in their um, just their social media apps, in the um, pictures that people are posting. It's a nonstop, con like, continual Com like th right. conversation in their mind is just images that are sexual. And so by the time you see people that are addicted to pornography, it's just, it's not their fault. I want to also speak to that. Mm -hmm. The more I've seen, it's like, we have to be the person in our family, in our community that if someone's struggling with this addiction, they can come to us without shame yeah. because it is not their fault. Right. Um, I've seen children really young addicted yeah. to pornography. I'll give you an example. We were working with a girl, a case, she was 15 years old. She started getting um, groomed on the game Roblox at nine. And the conversations were really, really like simple. Like it started out, hey, mm -hmm. hi, hello, hi. And then it turned to 
um, she was having conversations with multiple men. And as she, you know, got a little mm-hmm. bit older, a little bit older, she was uploading her own videos to Pornhub. Jeez. And by the time she ended up going with the trafficker, um, we found so much evidence of Snapchat conversations where live stream abuse was happening. And just so you know, those conversations on Snapchat never go away. Yeah. You think they do, but they don't. Jeez. With the right um, tools, you can get all of it back. And so I started to realize that... It, really young nine-year-old girl just was having an innocent conversation. So some of, some of us parents have done a nice job, think, you know, right. helping our children feel safe. And kids will trust who they're talking to on the other line. And as parents, we post, oh, we have a soccer tournament at this town and this. So as they just glean com- um, information about us, they can have conversations with our kids like, hey, I see you're into football. Or, or they pretend that they're at that same school mm. and play that same sport. I've seen that happen as well. Yeah. So we really just need to understand that a pornography is something that now every, oh, in that same case, I made a fake Snapchat account because mm-hmm. I could figure where who this missing girl who had her. Right. I could think in my mind who had her. So I made a snake, a fake Snapchat account and said, hey, he said, hey, uh-huh. and two seconds later, send me nude. Wow. So now I've changed my conversations and I've talked to groups of youth and ask, when's the last time you sent a nude? Mm. Your teenagers, that is... Wow. How they, and this is in Utah, Yeah, that is their everyday norm. That's what our kids are being confronted with. Hey, hey, send me nude. Jeez. Okay. That's not far-fetched. Our, all of our kids have been asked for nudes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And, yeah. then, and then the moms. Let's talk about that too. Let's talk about, you know, kind of the <laughs> overall, some of the issues like that. Yeah, you know, I see these cases just come, you know. Like mm-hmm. mad, and I go, you know, we can do more. We can be mm-hmm. better. Yeah. We can stop over sexualizing every conversation, every photo. You know, I see if we're using or trying to use social media to be a sex symbol, mm-hmm. why would you expect your nine year old not to? Right. That's what you're doing. You're spending time in whatever room in your house, using filters, dancing in front of the camera, doing, doing those things and over sexualizing so some stranger can like your photo in some fake world that doesn't really exist. Right. For some validation. Why would we expect our seven, eight, nine year old, 15 year olds not to send a nude? Right. It doesn't make sense. So as moms and dads, Mm -hmm. I'm calling out people to just be better. (laughs) Right. Because the over sexualization of our conversations, you know, there was a kid on Twitter that got a full ride scholarship to Harvard Mm -hmm. because just simply because his posts were amazing and positive and full of light. And it's our job to use the internet to be amazing. Right. Spread messages of light and love and mm-hmm. kindness. Not, hey, do you like my lips that are puffed up and my right. boobs? <laughs> Sorry yeah, to say that. Yeah, my bikini shot from the lake today. Right. Yeah, over Who and over again. cares? <laughs> yeah. Who the freak cares? Right. But do you know what that does to your daughter? Well, when someone asks them for a bikini them. shot or it a bathing suit? It embarrasses them oh, uh, gosh, to see yes. their mom, you know, with the bikini shots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So oh I'm asking gosh. moms and dads to just be right. better. Okay. What about Utah as far as uh, trafficking, uh, the problem? Um, how big is it? If you could imagine, um, look at every neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Do you suppose there could be drug abuse in every neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. Well, wherever there's drug trafficking, there's human trafficking. So when you look at all of our neighborhoods, there's not, I don't believe, a community in the world, in the globe that hasn't been affected by human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to understand that. But when you start to look at the fact of, if you give your kids uh, keys to a Maserati, let's say you Mm -hmm. gave your nine-year-old, eight-year-old keys to a Maserati and you said, hey, um, I'm going to take off. This car has exponential powers, Mm -hmm. but I don't want you to turn it on. It's just sitting in the garage. Right. Uh, They're going to go sit in it, push the buttons, probably turn it on. 
and that car is amazing. It can do like infinite amazing things, right? Mm-hmm. But we, but the kid doesn't know that. They're going to start it and drive it to the house. Right. That's what we're doing with our cell phones. We're giving them phones and video games that traffickers can get to them without any education. Has infinite powers, and we're just saying, here you go. Don't actually right. push all of the buttons. Right. Right. And so yeah. another piece is pornography is like a shot of heroin, right? What it mm-hmm. does to the brain. And if we knew that what we were handing our kids could, one button on there could administer a dose of heroin, mm-hmm. you'd sure as heck either not give your kid a cell phone or you'd talk about it. Yeah. But that's what it is. And so the problem is widespread. I mean, I travel around the world. We do undercover operations. We do so many um, pieces to this nightmare. <laughs> I want to call it a nightmare because sometimes it feels like one. And there has never been a community that's not affected. You have Mayberry, Utah. Mm-hmm. It's affected. Right. You've got the darkest parts of Haiti. You know, the tunnels in Las Vegas. You, everywhere. There's no one that's not there's affected. There's a lot of tunnels in Las Vegas. There is the 400 way. miles of tunnels. Yeah. yeah. And really what is most concerning to me right now is when we see cases where the kids are being trafficked while the kids are still at home and their parents share a bedroom wall, which we have seen, in the same home. But the parents are so distracted on their screens, not asking what's happening on their kids' screens. And the kids just want attention. Right. Well, if mom wants attention from a guy, so will I. Because mm-hmm. where else am I going to get it? Because she, you know, because we're so addicted to our screens. And so it's this digital on-demand abuse that is happening in every single neighborhood. And then the addiction to, to pornography leads for the need for younger sex, more violent sex, and the pornography addiction just gets worse and worse. Yeah. And so it's everywhere. The numbers sure. are staggering. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Um, and so here in Utah, you help out a lot too, right here. Yeah, right yeah, here. Right here in Washington County too. Yep. I mean, we get calls from people, from um, police, law enforcement agencies, from the Attorney General that are asking for us to step up and help because people don't realize it's going on. And some people might say, okay, well, that person's a trafficking victim. They get rescued. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. The average victim goes back seven to 15 times. Do we fund rescues? Yes. Do we have trusted operators around the world that we help fund their rescues? Yes. But simply funding rescues is like putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. We have to prevent it. We have to start having these hard conversations. Right now, I want you to ask your kids when the last time they've seen a naked body, because it has been today. Wow. If you don't know what's on your kid's screen, they have seen a naked body today, multiple times. And I don't care what game it is, what social media outlet they're on, what they have seen porn today, all of our kids. And don't say, hey, I don't want to violate my kid's privacy. You pay the bill. That's your phone. And it might cause some fights. And I'm asking parents to be better, to do more, to be uncomfortable for a second. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, what happens is secret conversations, nudes, and to the point where sometimes... Um, like so many times what you'll see is these nudes get sent Mm -hmm. and then they get blackmailed by the traffickers. I'm going to show this to everybody. If you sent this to me, we need to be a place where our kids can say, yeah, I'm going to be mad. Me and your dad are going to be mad if you sent that, but guess what? We can handle it. And I'm sorry this happened to you. Can we be better? Start looking out for other kids. And as moms start looking out for their moms, like call them out. Why are you doing that? Because what the heck? we got to make the internet better because that's where mm-hmm. our kids are living. Let's stop contributing to the filth. Right. Yeah. Jeez. 
Well, and at, at a minimum, the porn, it actually uh, makes it so they don't know how they can't love. Um, yeah. I had a couple on a few years back and they talked about the fact that it, the man in the family uh, had a severe addiction. And he said, I couldn't love anymore. I didn't know how to love. I, I, I would look at my kids and my wife and I couldn't love them. And uh, and it's an epidemic. It's a huge, huge, huge problem. Um we're going to come right back more with Cami um, Backer when we come back. And it's Global Education Philanthropy. The website is globalep.org, by the way. We'll talk more about Utah. If you have any questions for Cami, of course, you can call up too. 888-673-1450. But, um, but we certainly have a, have a huge issue going on in porn and in trafficking. Mm-hmm. And they do lead to each other. But we, it's two huge, huge epidemics right now going on right under our noses. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcoming you back to the show. We've got uh, Cami. I've got Cami Bowker here, and we're talking about child trafficking, sensitive subject, pornography, sensitive subject. Um, and let me just tell you, the problem is so insane. I don't think we realize it's so out of hand. And our kids, it's like she said, we're spending so much time on our screens, and uh, we put these devices in their hands, and we don't realize what in the world they're really seeing and doing. Um, online. And so it's a really, it's really scary, isn't it? And it leads to a lot of things. And we do have uh, uh, trafficking right here, uh, right here in River City. And so, (laughs) you know, here we are. And uh, we have to talk about this. I'll take a call for you. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You're on with Cammie Bowker. Cammie, you're amazing. Everything that you're doing is just so fantastic. I I wonder, you talked about earlier, um, becoming aware of the tactics of the traffickers. And I read a series of books for teens that you had written a foreword to. And I wondered if you could talk to people a little bit that's about great. that. Great idea. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. Um, so Taylor Hart, that's her pen name. Uh-huh. Um, she's now become a dear friend of mine. And she came to me and said, I just want to do something. Can I get my, like, my fellow authors mm-hmm. together um, and help fight this? And I said, yeah, I would like teens to understand what it really looks like. So you can actually get the books on Amazon. There's four in the series. What's it called? Um, they're hashtag seen, hashtag lured, hashtag caged, hashtag lost. So if you like put that in a little search box on Amazon, any of those words and Taylor Hart, it will uh-huh. come up. Okay. What's it, what's the book called? You know, and the first one's seen and the second seen. book's lured and then it's caged and then it's lost. Okay. And really these writers have come together and written, um, a, just a high interest book, a text mm-hmm. for teenagers. Like we have a lot of homeschool communities, uh, you know, people that homeschool now, if you want just a, a page turner, especially youth would like, I mean, parents, you would, you would be a page turner for you too, but also it just shows simple like how it could happen to anyone right and these so she took about nine months and interviewed me with different cases and it was confidential and door closed 
And then they got together and wrote it in a way that kids could understand. Wait, this could actually be happening to me. Uh, It could start as simple as an Instagram message of hi. Right. And it could be from a a house that has, you know, a mom and dad that love them and, you know, eat your vegetables and say your prayers. Like the whole thing's just your homework. It can happen to any of us. And so, yeah, that was the series. And it just, they they, um, add on to each other. They kind of lead to the next one. And they're really um, high interest. They did a a really good job. It's kind of like 21 Jump Street, but in a book. Yeah. And it shows... and. Even my own kids were like, Mom, you're right. Like, I can see mm-hmm. what you're saying because it can be scary when you say things like, you know, there's kids being raped or something really right. scary. It's like, wait a minute, I don't understand. And our cognitive dissonance just Yeah, ah. we just don't want to go there. No. But seen by Taylor Hart yeah. to start out with. Okay. On Amazon. Okay. So go ahead and look that up and just... Really, it's real life scenarios, but written in a way that would actually be gripping. Yeah. Where I really, our kids would want to read it. I like that. I really do. I, I definitely think we, we need resources like that. I mean, I I think, it, and it gives a conversation that maybe these parents can't have. I don't know. Maybe they don't Very know true. and can't have. So, you know, there's a series of books that can help. Right? Yeah, you see, like in the first book, you see right. a cheerleader with 4.0 grade point average, right, a great right. family. She started, you know, having some things happen in the cheer squad, and she posted online her, like, oh my gosh, this sad thing happened. Well, just like, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, don't talk to the creepy man at the park in the in the scary yeah. bus. Mm-hmm. Well, now the creepy man lives in your phone. Right. And so, you know, there's just and think has about, a woman's or a young kid's face as a profile pic. So. Yep, someone your yeah. age. And think of the tactics of, of traffickers, you know, when you're looking at a creepy man in a van. Well, online, they can they can see who's most vulnerable. The posts make you look like you're going to want to engage with someone that's going to tell you you're beautiful, give you a fake right. modeling job, all these things. So the book kind of showcases how simple and easy it is to be tricked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. And I think, I think too, um, realizing that this can... The child trafficking angle can happen from a college professor to clergy to, I mean, you name it. It's a, Isn't it like across the board on people you would never think? Never, ever but think. But are involved? Because I know you've had some experiences that are crazy. But Yeah, and the, yeah. the corruption, I think, goes from, you know, all the way up to the Supreme Court. You know, people yeah. are people making mistakes. And we have to start with our own home. Mm-hmm. We have to start with our own communities. We have sure. to start with preserving our own families, talking to our kids, our grandkids, our nieces, our nephews about things that are, might be uncomfortable, but say, hey, I'm here and let's talk through this. And guess right. what? I'm going to hold you accountable. Stop posting pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that yes, are inappropriate. please. You don't want, it's not like, why is she talking about pictures that are inappropriate mm-hmm. and child trafficking? They lead to each other. Pornography yeah. leads to trafficking. Right. They're connected. Sex crimes are connected to pornography. Let's just be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've mentioned this before on the show, but it's been a while. Tyler Perry was actually on the Oprah show and he was talking about um, being abused and uh, by somebody that obviously he wasn't attracted to. It was an aunt, you know, and and, and um, he used this term. And I hope you have this conversation with your kids or grandkids, but he used the term my body betrayed me. And um, and I thought that that was really powerful because these kids also don't understand when they're seeing a lot of stuff online and their body reacts sexually. But in their mind, that's not a place that it's not something they would think or go or or do. But then all of a sudden they're kind of dragged into thinking that they have all these tendencies that they might not have to. And it might be very confusing for them. And then that can lead to uh, them kind of uh, distancing themselves from the family and then ripe for trafficking and and. So my body betrayed me is a great way to put uh, to put it out there about um, about your body will sexually 
react to sexual things, it doesn't necessarily mean anything or mean that you have now shifted into a whole nother world or lifestyle or anything like that. If we're not having that conversation with our kids, you should be. Yeah, you should be because they're confused. They're seeing all kinds of images. They're seeing all kinds of images. And I think that's the distance that, that kind of feeds into this, too. They start to think things or their friends are, are experimenting with trans uh, transsexuality. And then all of a sudden they're thinking, well, am I and should I be exploring? And then all of a sudden that distance, right, mm-hmm. from their family. Mm-hmm. Really important to have to talk with them so they're not they're, they don't start down this road. This yeah, and huge. people ask me sometimes, like, what does he, child trafficking look like mm-hmm. um, in Utah, in the States? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, in a far away, we can understand it maybe in some distant country, maybe in right. some third world poverty stricken place. I, I don't know. But I get asked, what does it look like here? Well, it looks like your grandchild or your kid sitting next to you on the iPad mm-hmm. and you don't know what's on their screen. Right. You don't know who they're talking to. You have to. no idea who they're talking to. And they can get lured into oh hey just take a bus just come down and meet me let's have, go have fun they think it's a 15 year old kid or 16 year old kid and all of a sudden it's a grown grown person exactly a grown man there's a lot of money to make on a person mm-hmm. a trafficker can make a million dollars on a person really so about two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year on just selling them for sex and then when they're done they can make money on their organs wow and the average lifespan of a victim inside trafficking is three to seven years Jeez. before they die of murder the the stakes are really high and I know it's uncomfortable to have these conversations, but please understand there's very evil people in the world that have ill intent mm-hmm. and they're way more sophisticated with their technology than we are. Yeah. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable or maybe cause a fight between you and your teenager, but you need to know who they're talking to Yeah. and don't shame them for being addicted to porn. Right. And also just understand that you can do something. It's not too late. Yeah. And we can delete our own photos that you might not be proud of online mm-hmm. and we can tell our kids the same thing. And because it's not too late. It's never yeah. too late to start being better. I mean, we know of cases where the person was brought to an apartment in L.A. And you know what I mean? Like, all, I mean, they're brought to places. They can't get out of these places. And nope. all of a sudden, what? Then they're going even overseas or oh, yeah. even, you know, here. Yeah, even here. I mean, they don't have to necessarily be um, transported to different countries, but mm-hmm. we do study where the networks are moving um, people th- through different countries. And I work in international um, sting operations. And there is definitely a lot of money to be made by just moving people. There's so much money to be made on a human. You know, you sell drugs, drug trafficking, you, you, you know, the drug gets sold and it's done. Right. But a human, you can sell it again and again and again. It's a commodity but virtually until they die. Jeez. And if you understand that, and I know it's probably hard to hear, but like if we understand that the stakes and the threats are that dark, it might be worth the risk of having the conversation with your kids. Because if you, if anyone, if you own a business, the data mining could do to remarket and retarget your customer is pretty, pretty um, sophisticated. Yeah, right. The traffickers are way past that. Imagine how they have data mining that's constantly trying to get to you. Mm-hmm. And our boys are constantly getting friend requests from women in bikinis or naked. And it's just a computer. They yeah. think it's a girl. It's not. It's a computer because it's just data mining. Well, now they're hooking up a lot more with strangers. So these are people they don't know, people that it's like uh, because of Tinder and all these different things, they're constantly hooking up with strangers. Well, what if that stranger has a little pack of friends with them and all of a sudden they hook up with the stranger on Tinder for a date and then all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. I mean, we don't understand that our world was so different. You dated who you knew or who somebody introduced you to, not just total strangers all the time, right? Yeah. And, and these online like are... relationships happen. Yeah. And you don't know who it could be and you could think you're in a relationship with someone online and or what we've noticed is it only takes 3 days for a child to think who's on the other side of that screen's their friend. 
Even if their parents have said, don't talk to strangers and there's bad guys online. Mm -hmm. They're so trusting. And the conversations that they have with our kids, they think that that's their friend. And it only takes on average of eight days for a child to agree to meet up with somebody. I mean, like right now, we need to have the conversations tonight at dinner. Jeez. And, and we need to attention they haven't gotten. And, yeah. Hmm. There's something we can do. It, it seems overarching. It seems really di- like full of despair and dark, but there's something every single one of us can do. Right. And that is have the conversations that is make sure that when we're having interactions with people, we're not over sexualizing everything because it just, there is something that we can do to be better. Hmm. It yeah. feels hopeless. I get it. Well, I mean, it feels like a lot. I mean, how do you do this all the time? Yeah. I mean, this. Oh, I realized that this is my mission God sent to me to do. <laughs> well, like I'm like, remember when I used to teach math and science? That was yeah. a hilarious idea <laughs> because now I'm looking at a trafficker, you know, I and we're all fully imagine. armed and we have this thing going. And you think, okay, there's no other answer, but God made me, God put <laughs> situated my life. And I've had experiences that I'm so grateful for that I can have empathy and compassion for these kids. Mm-hmm. And I just want parents to be empowered with education so that they can, you know, help their own kids. Mm-hmm. And then I want the kids to be empowered. They can do so much. Kids are f- just so phenomenal. Um, and how I do it every day is just give it to God because it is heavy and it is dark. Yeah. I was it, yeah. Say. And it's like, okay, who needs our help? And I think what blows people away is it's, it can be an average person that you would never suspect. It and I'll share something nice with you. Person. I haven't yeah. shared before um, publicly. Recently I was in a different country and I went there with the intent of um, working with an I belong to multiple high-level business groups mm-hmm. and I went there with the intent of meeting with this business group uh, with some buddies to help talk about um, some future business plans but then also I had an extraction in that area so I decided mm-hmm. to join up with them and they were stupid <laughs> total uh-huh. morons I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say and it was shocking to me they were uh, we all met down in the lobby. We all had come in from different states right, right. to this country. And we were just so excited to see each other because we've known each other for years. And their conversations, I was the only female, <laughs> as I usually right. am. And there was another female that was going to come, but she didn't. And um, their conversations were strictly around how can they get sex with minors. What? They know what I do. And if you look at their profile online, yeah. they're huge following. Yeah. They have, they, you know, their Lambo doors up, private jet flying, right. very wealthy businessmen. Their communities are well-respected. And that's what they were talking about? And that's what they were doing. Wow. And I always said the statistic, American businessmen are the number one consumer of sex yeah. with minors, just like on rote. But I went and saw it firsthand and it shook me to my core because these were my quote friends. And I wanted to just... Oh, I can't even imagine. And so I uh, excused myself and I... Uh, just cried of my hotel room and then um I ended up leaving but I ended up witnessing them having minors come to their room now don't don't you know don't worry there we have plans for them yeah yeah oh my <laughs> there's gosh. things happening for that but it was really shocking for me to see these otherwise well-respected businessmen people you would never in a million years suspect traveling to these countries mm-hmm. To just have sex with minors. Thinking no one will know. And they could get get arrested in this this. country and come back. And guess what? They go back on with their wives, kids, move on. No one knows. Their wives and kids think they're, you know, in a golfing trip. And they're there just to have sex with 13, 14, 15-year-old girls. So it really is, it's really startling as to the the access of um, sex with, and the addiction to sex. Yeah. So it really is people you would never suspect. Hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. GlobalEP.org. GlobalEP.org. Um, you can actually uh, sign up to volunteer and help and uh, be trained and uh, you can donate whatever you want to do. Uh, GlobalEP.org. Uh, Cammy's doing some great work and uh, she's from here locally. And you're everywhere. You're going everywhere, aren't you? Yeah. Jeez. We really are. And how I got started my extractions lo- uh, domestically was by bringing outreach packs into mm-hmm. these non-permissive uh, areas, these rescue packs, and going in and saying, hey, I got you. Do you need to ride out? Jeez. And so we continually um, collect items for rescue packs. You can find this all on our website. But so you can even do items. Yeah. There's so many ways that you can you can get involved. And you so, need the help. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Cammy's uh, yeah. awesome. All right. Uh, Global EP, as in Paul, globalep.org. Uh, and you can go and, and help out. Be a philanthropist. Come I on love down. It. Help out as a family. Help out as a neighborhood. Uh, help out. Anyway, we'll be right back. Thank you, Cammie. And Cammie's going to join me into the next hour, too, right after Chrisanne Hall. Chrisanne Hall joins me next. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com.